You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, this is it for all of us. So uh, I will continue to uh, stay on the three-a-week plan here. I'll be back on Wednesday and Friday for, well, first of all, just because, you know, season's not over yet. Uh, plus, some of us, we have our daily lineup leagues, so we've got those lineup decisions to make. But for those of us in weekly lineup leagues, this is it. So the emphasis here is going to be really, really heavy on um, some start-sit dilemmas with players dealing with some injury issues. And there's quite a few of them, so uh, not making it easy for us to set our lineups today. Uh, so uh, go over that. A few uh, performances from the weekend to go over. That might also give you some food for thought while you're setting your lineups or uh, you know something to think about later in the week. If you are in daily lineup leagues where you can still actually make some waiver moves, uh, we'll take a look at the weather forecast uh, for uh, today's games because there are a few that are in question. And a little bit different, I think, again, because it's, you know, this week is for all the marbles, that one game in particular where it looks like there's some weather, I think that's not only going to affect your lineup decisions for tonight, but might actually uh, have some ramifications beyond that. Uh, So I will get to that and explain uh, what I mean by this. So uh, let's get on with it, because like I said, a lot of starts at dilemmas uh, to get to. So let's start with Chris Bryant. Uh, he was held out of the lineup on Sunday against the White Sox. Joe Madden said that uh, Bryant's left shoulder is a little fatigued. So this is, you know, this falls into that bucket of precautionary moves, which sometimes really are no big deal and other times uh, have a real impact for us in fantasy. And again, with this being the last week, you can just imagine that a lot of these players that are day-to-day were removed for precautionary reasons. You know, we have maybe a little extra reason to be careful about using those players, uh, you know, because their real life managers are going to probably be careful, uh, especially when there's an upcoming uh, postseason series uh, to be concerned about. And obviously that's that's the situation with the Cubs. So um, Chris Bryant, is, it's, it's a tough dilemma. And again, there are a number of players like this who are universally owned players, uh, normally you know, pretty close to universally started. Uh and, and then, you know, you've got a dilemma about, well, okay, you've, you've got what appears to be a, a minor shoulder issue here for Chris Bryant. Is that enough for you to sit him? So I would think in most leagues, probably not. Uh, but in shallower leagues, um, this is where it really does become a bit of a dilemma. So if, you know, it, and again, this is probably not the vast majority of leagues that, that you're in, but if it's a situation where you have a viable replacement, then it's probably a good idea maybe to take a, a break from Chris Bryant in this final week. Uh, so maybe if you have some depth at third base and you've, you've got a deep bench, you know, after all, if you're playing in the championship series, you probably have a really deep roster. So it might be a good good time to make use of that and see if you can configure your roster without Chris Bryant without sacrificing too much, uh, too much offense. Uh, also, well, that original report was from uh, Patrick Mooney of The Athletic, but then there was a subsequent subsequent report from NBC Sports Chicago that said that uh, Bryant might not play on Monday either uh, at the time that I'm recording this right now, as has been typical because, uh, again, record this sort of early to get this out to you in time to set your lineups. Uh, so with the early time that I'm doing this, I have no lineups to look at as of yet, so I cannot confirm whether or not uh, Chris Bryant's going to start uh, on Monday night against the Pirates and Jamison Tyone. So 
Uh, definitely check back in on that. Obviously, if he's in the lineup, that probably would make you lean a little bit more towards using him. If he's not in the lineup or you're not, you know, or there is no information when you have to set your lineup, uh, which would be weird, by the way, because uh, you'll have it until 7 o'clock Eastern. That's what the first pitch is. But point being that uh, in lieu of some good news about Chris Bryant, I think you at least need to look at your options. George Springer, uh, he was not in Astros lineup on Sunday, and uh, he's got an issue with his leg. Uh, according to the Houston Chronicle, A.J. Hinch said that he noticed that um, Springer was running a little funny, and he also uh, aggravated a uh, an earlier thumb injury uh, on Saturday. So a couple of issues there for George Springer. Neither sounds particularly worrisome. Uh, so I, you know, if I had to, you know, sort of grade these, I think I would, you know, put Springer a, a bit lower on the scale of, uh, in terms of worry and concern. I'd say, you know, maybe if Chris Bryant's like a four, Springer's probably about a, a three, uh, with a, with zero being no worries. Um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, again, similar advice that, uh, you know, if you have enough depth to configure a good outfield without George Springer, might be a, a reason to do that. Even if he does play, if he's got an issue with his thumb, that could hamper his production. So it's just another situation where I think you have to look at look at your options. Uh, same deal with Starling Marte, who left uh, the Pirates game on Sunday early due to a tight left calf. And uh, this developed when he was running down uh, the first baseline. And I've seen no further updates. So unfortunately for Marte, because this is a fresh injury, and as of right now, there's not really much news on it. We're we're operating in a bit of a vacuum here, which for our purposes really stinks <laughs> because you don't want to bench Starling Marte. But again, you know, similar advice there that you roll with them uh, in most cases. But I think you at least check into whether or not you can afford to sit them. Xander Bogarts, this doesn't sound too bad. Uh, he was removed early from that Sunday night game against the Indians due to left shoulder soreness. Uh, he has been termed day-to-day. And because typically it is a, a bit harder to uh, replace someone in the middle infield, although I, you know, I probably shouldn't just throw that assumption around because shortstop in particular got really good this year. But still, in terms of just you know plucking somebody off your bench because you may not even have the option of going to to uh, to waivers, uh, yeah, you might have a tough time really finding a suitable replacement for Xander Bogarts. Um, but it doesn't sound too serious, so uh, I would probably more so than even with the uh, the others uh, that I've mentioned so far would probably lean towards uh, starting him. Uh, Didi Gregorius, on the other hand. You do not start him whatsoever uh, because Aaron Boone told MLB.com that there's a chance that Gregorius, who told who tore cartilage in his wrist this weekend on Saturday uh, on a slide, uh, slide at home plate, uh, Aaron Boone says there's a chance that Gregorius won't play again this season. So, you know, obviously that that's an easier call because Gregorius is a little bit uh, uh, lower, uh, I suppose, ranked lower on, on the uh, fantasy pecking order than uh, all the other players I've mentioned so far. Uh, and clearly the injury is much more serious. So I think you got to find a, uh, find a replacement for Didi Gregorius if you haven't done so already. Trevor Story sticking with uh, hurt shortstops. He did take batting practice on Saturday, but did not appear in the Rockies game at Arizona on Sunday. So he's still a little bit iffy. 
but uh, you know, I'd, I'd lump him in with the, the previous group of uh, probably would lean towards playing him because it sounds like he's close to returning. But um, you know, unfortunately, we don't have anything definitive yet on Trevor's story. Uh, now we've got three Cardinals who have been playing hurt. Yadier Molina and Colton Wong are both dealing with hamstring injuries. Jed Jerko has a groin injury. And according to Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, all three players could see their playing time limited for the final week. Uh, most likely the way that, that that would happen is not necessarily that they wouldn't be in the lineup, but get pulled from games, particularly games that maybe uh, were lopsided one way or the other. So that's still that's going to affect their value this week. I think it's going to be hard to find uh, a suitable replacement for Yadier Molina, but uh, obviously Colton Wong and Jed Jerko are in a little bit of a different category in terms of fantasy value, so I think you play it safe with them uh, and, and look elsewhere. Uh, Miguel Sano, he's also uh, been banged up, and according to Paul Molitor, there's not anything new uh, in terms of information on Sano's left knee, even after he had tests done on it, uh, and a quote here from, from Molitor, it's a little bit of a puzzle that we haven't been able to solve yet in terms of the discomfort. Uh, he also told the Minneapolis Star Tribune he was open-minded about uh, possibly not playing Snow again this year, but he's not sure about it. So that sounds pretty bad. I think you don't start Miguel Snow. It sounds like obviously there's a chance that he does play this week, but it, it, it does not sound like a minor deal, and it does not sound... It doesn't sound to me uh, like like there's a great chance that he's going to play a lot this week, if at all necessarily. Uh, Charlie Morton's good. He's presenting a bit of a tough situation. He had to uh, leave the Astros game yesterday early, just after an inning. He had discomfort in his right shoulder. Uh, Framper Valdez came in and, and pitched uh, spectacularly in uh, a long relief effort. So Charlie Morton sort of unintentionally wound up being an opener for Framper Valdez. And uh, the right shoulder issue is the same one that landed him on the disabled list earlier in the year. So uh, I would probably avoid him, uh, even though there is some chance that Morton could make one more start. Uh, you know, I just would sense that the Astros, like any playoff team, would probably play this one uh, pretty conservatively. But again, no definitive word on when, when and if Morton starts this week. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, uh, Rick Renteria has not ruled out uh, just uh, cutting off uh, Jose Abreu's uh, playing time for the rest of the season, shutting him down. Uh, he had that infection uh, in the thigh area uh, due to an ingrown hair, uh, spent some time in the hospital, was released a few days ago. But uh, according to Renteria, Abreu's got uh, a lot of healing that he still has to uh, has to go through. So it does not sound good for Jose Abreu, even if he plays some this week. Uh, it just sounds like a bad decision to, to start him because it doesn't sound like the uh, best-case scenario is really all that good for Abreu this week. So uh, sit him. Sit Joe Musgrove. He is shut down. He is done for the 2018 season uh, due to uh, discomfort in his right ab, his right side abdominals. And no injury issue for Brad Keller, but he too has been shut down uh, according to Rusted Dot of The Athletic, that uh, report came out just earlier uh, today on, this is uh, Monday. So, uh, yeah, bad news because Keller's just been sensational, was uh, was terrific on Sunday. Uh, but that was his last start in a surprisingly really good and really fantasy-relevant 
uh, rookie season and as as a Rule 5 pick for the Royals. So really cool story, uh, Brad Keller. And by the way, if you can, uh, check out that piece from Rustin Dodd because he he puts uh, Keller's performance in perspective comparing his ERA with some other first-year pitchers, and it's uh, you know it's really not hyperbole to say that Keller's really had a, a very good year. James Paxton will return to the Mariners rotation on Monday night to face the uh, Athletics. Of course, he's missed time with um, pneumonia. And uh, Felix Hernandez will also come back to the Mariners rotation. He's going to start against the A's on Wednesday. So that could potentially line Paxton up for a second start this week against the Rangers. I wouldn't count on it. And especially uh, in terms of the reporting that I saw on this, that it sounded like this was really more just an effort for both Paxton and Hernandez to attempt to finish the season on an up note. So, I mean, if Paxton doesn't do well tonight, I, I, it just doesn't seem to make sense that you bring him back again uh, because just then you, I think you run the risk of him kind of deepening the funk heading into the offseason. And if he does do well, the mission accomplished, and the Mariners most likely not playing for anything. So, um, you know, I, I'm just – I wouldn't count on Paxton for a second start. And I don't even feel particularly great about him as a one-start option, just, you know, coming off of being very sick. Um, so, you know, I would, uh, I'd be looking to, to avoid them. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's maybe a tough, a tough call because, you know, you're looking at maybe the, the potential, uh, by the way, I said, uh, maybe nothing to, to play for the, the Mariners have been officially, uh, eliminated. So there's definitely nothing to play for there. Uh, but in any event, so yeah, I would, I would, uh, I personally, I would skip Paxton. Uh, okay, a few updates on some what were potential two-start situations going into the weekend. Uh, that uh, you know, I think I talked about Friday show that you know these things are always subject subject to change, and probably even more so going into the final week of the season. Uh, we had three Andersons uh, that were uh, slated to make two starts this week. So you had uh, Brett Anderson, Tyler Anderson, Chase Anderson, and there are updates regarding all three. Uh, So uh, Brett Anderson has been bumped from what was expected to be a Monday night start to uh, Tuesday. Daniel Mengden is going to start for the A's on Monday night. So Anderson still potentially could make a second start, but it definitely looks like less of of an imperative for the A's to do that. Uh, So... Uh, you know, just plan accordingly, I guess. Uh, you know, again, you might get a second start from Anderson. You might not, but uh, he'll go Tuesday at the Mariners. And then if he were to make a second start, he could pitch on regular rest on Sunday at the Angels. So, you know, not 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 a bad one-start option, I think, going at the Mariners. Uh, but, you know, again, that the chance for that second start, maybe he can, can add a little something. And that's a nice matchup, too. Uh, at the Angels on what could be uh, the last day of the season there. Uh, also, um, uh, Edwin Jackson pushed back from Tuesday to Wednesday, but that does not really have... Well, it has the impact that uh, th- there's absolutely no possibility that Edwin Jackson's going to make two starts this week, but that looked pretty unlikely anyway. All right, so that's Anderson number one. Anderson number two, Tyler Anderson. He was supposed to start tonight for the Rockies uh, at home. Uh, against the Phillies, and he is no longer going to make that start. Uh, he's been scratched with shoulder soreness. John Gray's going to be moved up 
a day. So now John Gray looking better uh, for uh, two starts this week. Although it's a seven-game week for the, the Rockies. So Gray was lining up that way anyway, but obviously making Monday start instead of the Tuesday start makes that a much greater probability that John Gray will give you two starts. They're unfortunately both at, at Coors Field. Uh, so Monday night uh, against Philadelphia, and then I would assume Saturday night, or uh, actually I'm not sure if it's a night game, Saturday against the Nationals. So that's John Gray. Anderson, not clear when he's going to make his next start. So unless you get an update between now and when you have to say lineup, sounds like a really good idea to not use Tyler Anderson this week. And based on the polling uh, I did on Twitter last week, sounds like not that many people were that enthused about starting Tyler Anderson, even with two starts, probably in part because uh, of them both being at Coors Field. So that's uh, Anderson number two. And Anderson number three, Chase Anderson, he is no longer making an anticipated Monday night start. Uh, for the Brewers, uh, it's going to be a bullpen game at St. Louis. However, Anderson is available to pitch, so it might be a long relief stint for him. But again, it looks like too much uncertainty there with uh, Chase Anderson. So uh, none of the three Andersons looking like uh, a, a great chance for two starts. And again, the one who probably now stands the best chance to make two starts is Brett Anderson. And I think, uh, yeah, in fact, I did say on Friday's show, even before these developments, that Brett Anderson, to me, looked like the best two-start option. I'd say even more so now he looks like the best option because even if he just gets the one start, it's a pretty good matchup, and he has a better chance of the other two, or as compared to the other two, to uh, to make that second start. So just something to think about. But let's get to uh, the weather because I mentioned earlier in the show that this could affect at least one player, uh, not only for Monday's Monday night's game, but a little bit later on in the week. So I, I will get to that uh, just a moment here. Uh, so the the game that's got the, the the biggest threat of a cancellation or or delay uh, due to weather is the Marlins and Nationals at Nationals Park. That's a seven oh five first pitch. That's actually the uh, lineup setter for us. Uh, lineup deadline. That's the first pitch uh, for. Uh, the slate tonight, 53% chance of precipitation precipitation at game time and holding pretty steady and then actually going up late uh, late in the night. So uh, you could have a situation where maybe they start the game, but then it's a shortened start, or maybe there's a, a delay or a cancellation. Uh, hard to know which it'll be. But the scheduled starters in this one are Sandy Alcantara and Steven Strasburg. So there's the chance that Maybe they lose uh, lose a second start if uh, this game doesn't go, uh, and then you know if, if Strasburg gets bumped, uh, or for that matter, Falcantara uh, for the Marlins uh, gets bumped, then that probably ruins a two start week for both of them. But the pitcher that I think this could have a real impact on is Tanner Roark, because if this game gets postponed or it's just canceled altogether, I think this is really the worst scenario. If it gets canceled altogether then you could see the Nationals push everybody back a day, which means you got Strasburg uh, in this Marlins series on Tuesday, Scherzer on Wednesday, and then there's a day off on Thursday, and they go to Coors Field to finish out the season. So that would mean Tanner Roark, who right now is set up to face the Marlins at home on Wednesday, would instead get the Rockies at Coors Field on Friday. So if you were thinking of starting Tanner Roark this week, 
I think more so than any other player you might be concerned about starting tonight. Uh, really, you know, if you're a Tanner Rorco owner, really check out this situation here and see if there's a, looks like there's a chance of cancellation or if there is a cancellation, because you might not want to start Tanner Rourke, which is one start at the Rockies. Just saying. A couple other games uh, just to keep an eye on, both in Chicago, Cubs hosting the Pirates, 19% chance of precipitation at first pitch with it going up slightly thereafter. And similar deal for the White Sox at uh, guaranteed rate field. They're hosting the Indians. Otherwise, just minimal chances of precipitation uh, everywhere else so those are really the only games that you need to worry about all right so this is the part of the show on mondays where i uh answer your twitter questions and i put the call out uh earlier on monday for your twitter questions and right now i'm going to answer all the questions you sent me so here we go all right let's move on (laughs) that's right no questions nobody has a questions everybody is ready for the week Okay, so uh, let's uh, take a look at just a few performances from Sunday's games. And um, there are a couple of pitchers that really had the changeup working. Uh, they have great changeups. And what is uh, Hunjin Ryu, who I probably just have not talked about enough on this show because he's been terrific. And he's really been especially good for about the past month or so. But he had a, a, obviously a nice matchup against the Padres and the uh, – the, the the Dodgers ran away with that one on Sunday. Uh, but Ryu did his part, pitched six uh, scoreless innings, four hits, no walks, eight strikeouts. And so now over his last five starts combined, uh, Ryu has a 1.74 ERA. He has struck out 32 batters in 31 innings and walked one batter, one batter. And he's got the Giants at AT&T Park. My favorite, all of our favorite uh, matchup, Great matchup. So the only concern there is for Ryu, that's going to be on Saturday. Uh, you know, maybe uh, Dave Roberts is going to do some bullpenning and, and cut the the, the start short uh, for, for the last go around of the rotation. That's something I worry about a little bit with Ryu. But, you know, he's been so efficient that, you know, even if he's on, say, a limited pitch count or, or you know, the intention is to get some relievers, uh, some work, uh, I, I still think he could could give you some good stats. So I even with a little bit of concern about that, I, I think you got to start uh, Hunjin Ryu this week, and Trevor Richards, who's not really had it going so well for the past uh, month or so. Uh, definitely a great start against the Reds. Uh, seven scoreless innings for Richards, three hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, and if you want to look for a little bit of a trend and something to be encouraged about, now his last start was uh, at home against the Nationals. And the, the final line didn't look so great. He gave up four runs in five innings, but just five hits and a walk with six strikeouts. So uh, a couple of home runs there, which is something you could be concerned about. But, you know, there, there's some positive there to go with the uh, with the negative in terms of six strikeouts, one walk, not an overabundance of hits. And he gets the Mets at, at uh, City Field, which has been a terrific pitcher's park this year. He's uh, It's a, a rematch with Steven Matz who had been on a nice run but did not have a good start on Sunday. Uh, so that's for Saturday, Mats and Richards. Uh, you know, look, I, I probably – it would have to be a pretty deep league for me to start Richards on the, the strength of uh, a start against the Reds and a, a semi-encouraging start against the Nationals. But, you know, at least you got the data. 
you got the information to make that decision. I would still lean no towards uh, uh, using Trevor Richards this week. On the other hand, Ryan Barucki. This is going to be, I think, a first for me on the show that every time I've talked about Ryan Barucki, which has been a few times, uh, and I've usually wound up or at some point in the discussion using the words, I'm skeptical. And so for the first time, I'm not going to say that. Uh, I'm actually pretty encouraged by what he has done lately. And on Sunday against the Rays, and that's one of the tougher matchups right now, against the Rays, Barucki went seven innings, uh, gave up two runs on three hits, did walk four, but he also struck out seven. So for the month of September so far, he has a 1.98 ERA, and he has backed it up with a decent strikeout rate, 23%. So the strikeouts have been there a bit more lately than they were, uh, say, in August. He's not given up a home run this month, and that is believable because he's got a 59% ground ball rate and just a 22% hard contact rate. That is ultra low, ultra low. Um, And he gets a rematch with the Rays. This time, instead of Rogers Center, it's going to be the Trops. He got a better venue. You've got a a matchup that he already mastered on on Sunday. So I like Ryan Brookie this week a lot. Um, So if you've got him benched, I would get him active. If you are in a league where you could still make uh, waiver moves, see if he's around. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about him making that start uh, on Saturday. All right, just a few hitters. Lorenzo Cain uh, didn't include him in that earlier portion of the show where I was talking about start-sit dilemmas because he did play on Sunday. Uh, he had been out, uh, had not played since Tuesday due to a rib ribcage injury. Uh, but coming back strong with a two-hit game and with his 29th stolen base of the year. So that shows me that uh, Kane is healthy enough to produce. I wouldn't be totally surprised if maybe he rested a game or two this week. But I, you know, for me, Kane is, unless he's really hurt uh, or there's really a, a clear sign that he's going to you know, miss a significant amount of time, I think you got to start Lorenzo Kane. Uh, Tim Beckham had a two-homer game on Sunday at Yankee Stadium. And he's been flying a little bit under the radar. He is batting just 242 in the second half, but he has 10 home runs. I think maybe he's been cheated a bit on batting average. Uh, and the power is there. So he's somebody to consider. And again, if you can make waiver moves uh, and you need that uh, Gregorius or maybe uh, you know Bogart's uh, replacement, somebody to consider. And then finally... Uh, Victor Robles has been getting some playing time. I didn't really see this coming. Uh, I figured he was pretty much shut out of playing time, but Adam Eaton has not started any of the last four games. He's got a stiff knee, and you could see a lot of Victor Robles this week. And on Sunday, he homered just a second homer, uh, or I shouldn't say just a second homer, his second homer in a very limited amount of playing time, also a triple against the Mets. And... uh, you know, spent a lot of the year injured, but uh, Robles uh, at Syracuse, just 40 games, hit 278, a couple of home runs, but 14 steals. So maybe uh, not that much power, although, again, already a couple of home runs. So, um, you know, maybe you get some power, maybe not, but should be good for batting average and, uh, you know, maybe give you a, a couple of steals or more this week. Uh, so consider Victor Robles, if that is at all uh, a possibility. So uh, with that said, uh, that's, that's all I got for you this Monday. I mean, I was, I was ready to answer uh, all kinds of questions, uh, but uh, that'll just have to be it for uh, Twitter questions for this season. So uh, I wish you the best of luck 
uh, in this very final week of the season. Uh, good luck in your championship series. Good luck in your Roto Leagues. And, uh, you know, also hope you just enjoy watching some awesome baseball this week. So with that said, I'll be back on Wednesday. Have a great Monday, everybody. See you again soon. Take care.